Good afternoon, Footstock Hub listeners, and welcome to the next Footstock Hub podcast. This week, I am delighted to be joined by probably mine and everybody's worst nemesis this month. He's turned in from, I don't even know, from someone that was bang average into someone that I can't bloody (laughs) wait until he stops topping these leaderboards. Uh, Mr. Ben at PZ himself. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Thank you, Callum. I'm not sure about that introduction, but, you know, yeah, I've had a good month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty much an understatement, to be honest, mate. But um, we'll come on to, obviously, a few questions later. But, I mean, we've been talking before, and it's just crazy how it, it works, isn't it? You can go from hitting nothing for three weeks to everything going your way, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. I mean, as you know, I, I was I mean, I mean, was still making a bit of profit um, in November and December, but I was just not ever winning anything and. And yeah, and then it just, it turned around and then suddenly I can't stop winning. <laughs> yeah, I would say long may it continue, but from my side, I hope it stops. <laughs> um, I'm joking, you, you're someone that puts in a lot of efforts, so you deserve it. Um, okay, there's obviously, there's a few questions later on. We're going to touch on a few um, teasers that Mr. Mitchum has put into the Slack this week. Um, but firstly, I'm going to tie in Mr. Monkey's question, um, who now clearly needs to get to know a little bit more about his competitors. And he has asked whenever I can find it. Obviously, I will be prepared for one of these podcasts eventually. Um, more of a personal question in a time when we can't actually get to know people particularly well. What's your background, work-wise, university, etc.? Always interested to know more about the people I play against. So do you want to give us a bit of a an update on yourself and your journey into footstep? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm from Cornwall originally, like very, very southwest. Uh, grew up in a place called Land's End, so the furthest place you could <laughs> go. Um, and... Yeah, and then I, I went to university in Bristol, University West of England, studied sociology. Um, didn't study particularly hard because I, I found poker in my second year of university. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I managed to get my degree. Um, but, yeah, was doing quite well from poker by that second year. And so from then on, carried that on, um, moved to London and was kind of quite transient I would travel for a few months of the year and then come back to London um playing poker basically uh, mostly online um and yeah I did that for years I'm but I also I lived in I lived in Portugal for a bit um I lived in Italy for a bit um and then a couple of years ago I was actually working on some vineyards in Italy because I kind of stopped playing poker wanted to do something completely different um and then a, a job a wine job came up in um that was based in london so i actually made the move back did that for a couple of years nice it, i've always been one right that has been useless at poker like I, i've never been into it like massively but obviously i used to work in a pub um and kind of every month we'd have a poker night and it was all those i just can't quiet keep a straight face i'm just sitting there when i've got a good hand everyone knows i've got a good hand because i'm just a bit too excited so yeah i'm not sure i could ever put a lot of money on poker um but no monkey i hope there you go there's um there's one for the notebook for you to start uh you know taking on your opponents one by one so ben um obviously we had a bit of a new segment last week and just a bit of a chat about football and your team. Now, I know, um, obviously, I know you're probably better than most people. You are a, a big Hammers man. Give us a little uh, chat on Mr. Moyes, who seems to have turned you into a, a bang average team, into someone that's actually half decent. Yeah, it's taken me by surprise. You know, I, I didn't think Moyes would be work out so well. Um, but, 
he just makes lots of sensible decisions and, and sometimes that's all you need. And I think the players suit him. Um, you've got the Rice and Suchek in the middle and, you know, they're just big and they do everything, you know, they make the right decisions. So uh, we're really dangerous from set pieces at the moment. We've got Craig Dawson. Bonham's having a phenomenal season. Um, and I, again, just didn't expect that. And then there's there's a bit of skill there as well. We've, um, you know, we signed Ben Rama. Antonio's loving up front. It's just a well-balanced team. I think we will fade. We haven't got the strength and depth. And I think we're running out, well, we we're poor for some reason. Uh, so I don't expect us to do too much in the um, transfer market. Overspent in the Pellegrini era. So, yeah, overachieving massively. Yeah, so you, are you not particularly confident that's going to continue to the rest of the season? Well, I'm never confident. I'm, I'm a very, like, pessimistic football fan. So, like, uh, it, it, it's my blind spot in footstock. I never back West Ham. So if they do well, I actually don't do well. Opposite of your Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say everyone I seem to talk obviously that supports their team tends to have a blind head on and just backs their own team. But it's actually quite interesting that you're saying you tend to avoid them. Yeah, I just I just presume we're going to lose every match. It's from years <laughs> of that being the case. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's I always find that the psychology of your own team very very interesting when it comes to footstock contests. But yeah, no, I, West Ham obviously I don't particularly have any hatred towards them. I know that West Ham hates Spurs and we're kind of the biggest rivals, but. I look at your team now and I think it's very, like you said, a very well-balanced team. Rice and Suchek are never going to set the world alight, but at the same time, they are fantastic at their job. And then that allows Bowen to go and play. It allows Bornells, who's obviously played a lot better this year. Obviously, Antonio is, is an unbelievable football player. It just looks like a very nice, obviously, Kufau and Cresswell are fullbacks as well. Yeah, they've been doing great. But then you look at it and it's like, well, Craig Dawson was like Watford's sub bloody centre half last year. He went down and now he's starting at West Ham. And like you said, he's obviously doing really well. Yeah, I think he's just got the trust of Moyes. And it's like, you know, basically he's told to header it away and then go up corners and try and score a goal. It's like, it's really simple, but it, it's well, sometimes. Kick, header, tackle. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> football is just really simple so yeah, yeah it is that simple sometimes you're right okay we are going to move on to like i said earlier mr mitchum giving us a few little teases this week on slack that he said obviously will come out in official comms later in the week so we're gonna have a quick chat about some of these number one is obviously something that doesn't uh, affect us directly but will affect us indirectly is a new trainee journey so he's but following learning some previous incarnations our new trainee journey has been launched on monday aimed at ensuring new users are funneled into the core of our product fancy football contests this trainee journey is the first step in our rewards 2.0 delivery users walk through a series of challenges to get them started on their footstock journey the welcome pack is 10 top and tradable cards that expire after two weeks given the new users chance to try out footstock contests for free we expect this journey plus ongoing enhancements to our onboarding process to have significant positive benefits in both signups and new user retention have you kind of experienced this new unit like the new user things that are difficult to get people onto the platform and do you feel like this is going to start being a, a step to the right direction of kind of getting people on and, and keeping them there absolutely yeah i mean it's changed a lot since say we started um but I think I think the best thing about this is it gets people playing contests really quickly. So um, previously it was maybe quite confusing. They didn't know whether they were trading. They didn't know whether they were playing contests. I, I didn't play contests for the first few weeks I was on. Uh, I was just, you know, looking at the trading side mostly. 
playing roulette. But um, yeah, this gets them straight into it. And, and, and I think, because that's, that's for me the most fun element of footstock and that fun will hopefully, you know, entice them to carry on doing it. And, and yeah, I also really like that they get 10 free cards um, for a couple of weeks just to try it out. So they don't have to necessarily buy a load of cards when they don't know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, it just makes sense to me. Yes, I find it quite interesting that he's put in there the, the funnel into the core of the products, fancy football contest. Now, obviously that's always the way that I've seen it. That the main draw of the platform is the, the contest, but obviously there's a few people that wouldn't play the contest at all. I mean, you know, there's loads of other ways to play the platform and obviously trading is a massive part, etc. And there was the, they did the survey obviously well, a few months ago, probably now. And it was, not that massively in terms of fantasy football kind of contest. Do you think that's the main way that they are looking to move the platform on to start scaling it up slightly? Yeah, potentially. I guess if you if you look at, I think I think the thing is if the potential new user, um, a lot might come from the FPL crowd. As that's a huge potential user base. The ones that are more into the trading side. I think they're going to be slightly more educated anyway because they might have come from a football index, like in, in terms of alternative gambling. Um, they come from a football index background or something similar. So I think they they will know that side without so much instruction. But the ones maybe come from FPL or even just, you know, your ACAs and things like that, maybe will need that bit more guidance. So it makes sense to me that they funnel them into just learning how to use contests and the, the rest of the stuff you can pick up yeah no i absolutely agree um yeah an interesting an interesting start certainly for new user and obviously he's mentioned new user retention and obviously that's something that we definitely want to see second point is pro rewards firstly apologies for the delay here i'm always the first to praise footstock at the same time they're well aware a couple of months late um obviously it's not ideal it's not the end of the world um but you know i think it's important you know they are not kind of resting on their laurels that you know people do notice these things are late but delivery of the training journey plus several other critical changes have delayed our efforts however we are 90 percent of the way there and rewards 2.0 will begin to be rolled out in early february i personally cannot wait for these are there anything that you think in particular you're really excited to see or you want to see well i don't know yeah i think um i think yeah i've said it before actually i think i really like the idea of the streak rewards that's getting people going coming back every day um but i i've just basically maxed out my rewards now the ones i have left uh i can't i can't get or are months away yeah. so um i'm just excited to just get going again and it, yeah i mean i'm on there enough anyway but i think it will just get people really you know using the platform more and more so yeah yeah i've got uh i've got two left so i've got the 250 bronze wins and the 250 silver wins and i'm about 100 away on each and i'm also at the stage where i think i'm like i can't be bothered it's not worth it for a what is it 20 percent discount on a pack or something but yeah i'm I know. not quite gonna gonna hit the full ones i'm afraid it's just for the ocd really isn't it just like it is yeah screen. but if they're out of the way and i can start fresh it's fine yeah no it's exciting definitely um okay next one is now this is the one that really got me going so card drop contests alongside our regular contests we expect to add this new concept within two weeks footstock will put up a pot that users play for as normal but any cars used will be raked so for example footstock put up a 1k pot you select a team of six players and enter for free the contest then progresses as normal but all the end 
at the end, all the cards are raked. Go big in the hope of scooping top prize or try to use your cheap slash unwanted cards to scrape a profit. The choice is yours. Now, my first thoughts on this were brilliant. First of all, absolutely brilliant because it ticks off a lot of boxes. The amount of cards that are going to come off from this, I would imagine are going to be more than have ever been taken off in one day before is what I would imagine. So I think people will they'll look at it and certainly the first couple of weeks they'll definitely be like oh I've got 50 Robbie Brady's he can go in he might play I've got 40 Joel Veltman's he can play and that kind of thing and I just love the concept what were your first thoughts when you saw this yeah I love it I think this is such a fun thing and it's it's kind of an interesting way of looking at the value of cards I think it will make people realize how cheap some cards are for how good they are um i spent like quite a lot of time the last couple of months um kind of trying to pick out uh one star and two star players are just you know incredible value just trying like uh for trying to help people but now it's going to become really useful because i think yeah there's people like Solly march <laughs> who's like 45b and he just gets yeah 15 20 points a game uh i don't know there's loads around that pound price and i think that'll be it i think those kind of cards around one pound um will be used mostly and it's going to wipe off so many cards in, in, in such a quick time and it's i don't know it's really exciting what's your obviously we don't know yet but what's you, in your head of the amount that you would spend on the entry fees obviously the entry fee is basically the cost of your cards what are you thinking right now is kind of your top end limit of what you're willing to let go oh it's a tough one i think i'm quite a cautious person naturally i think i'm more likely just to really try and get some cheap ones in there and get the edge that way i think i'm kind of thinking seven or eight pounds might be my top one i think i'm more likely to get like you know a load of one pound cards in there and then i might try and get say uh two or three pound cards like Tillemans or something like that got yeah. penalties something or it will depend on fixtures um i I guess you kind of have to think of it slightly on, on what your edge would be for that. Like is the ratio almost of edge to like the price. And I think there's so many cheap cards there that I'm much more likely to go for the cheap ones. Yeah. I'm so excited that actually it should start to reflect actually anybody that now plays should have a value as such where what we've obviously lost at the minute with no games with nothing like that. There's a whole host of cards that, players that play every week you know they're not setting the world alight but they're scoring 10 points every week that are now a a lot more useful which i really like that idea because i always think the players that are playing should have a value and the ones that aren't shouldn't have a value so yeah i personally i think that is amazing i can't wait to see the the strategy and the first guy that thinks they're billy big bollocks and shoves in a 15 card that they're like uh yeah, but I also can't wait for the first one that goes, oh, I didn't realise my cards are raked. I hope there's a big oh, no. flashy message, Tom Mitchum. I don't know if you're listening or will listen. Make sure there is... Uh, I, think a, a, I think that's the plan. I hope so. Yeah, I'm sure there needs to be a confirm three times button saying you will not get your cards back on this contest. Um, okay, next one is games. So again, obviously, we're, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting closer. We currently have two initial games in the works. Multi-match virtual battles with an exciting new enhanced pot feature and a footstock version of Last Man Standing slash Survivor. So he's thrown some pictures in there. Obviously, Virtual Battles 
are basically going to be run not the same as before, but it looks like it's basically going to be a miniature version of a virtual contest running every couple of hours in the day. Yeah. Um, the last man standing is a brilliant idea. So obviously what I can get my head around from that picture is say there's uh, the 10 games across the game week in the first one, we all enter three players. And then if you come in the top, I don't know, 40%, you go through to the next round and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is that how you kind of read it as well? Yeah, I, w- I would have thought so. Um, that makes sense to me. Um, I think that's a brilliant format. And because yeah. Footstock is so, such a strong community as well, there'd be so much chat about it. I think it kind of really boosts that. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. I mean, you're doing something similar, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, we're doing the uh, the Footstock Cup, Cup this week. Um, it was something actually that someone put in one of the group chats and I thought it was such a good idea because that's the sort of thing that starts the whole social aspect pub aspect oh my god look we're in a you know last man standing cup thing i think that'd be brilliant that's the thing is oh yeah i've gone through you haven't and obviously while ours is going to be very manual and no uh obviously nothing to do with the actual footstock as such um i just think it adds an extra an extra buzz to it rather than just the leaderboard actually oh i've got this one person in the cup and you know obviously tom mitchum's entered so that'd be great if someone could knock him out and you know you've been very generous and put a monster ticket on your head as well for everyone (laughs) out so that anything like that for me is where footstock need to go it's that enjoyment it's that fun factor and almost the winning secondary behind the bragging rights if that makes sense yeah absolutely i think that is footstock's biggest strength like um the amount of times like just often just things like the tickets i care more about the tickets than the prizes and things and it's like you know i'm chasing however many tickets i can get and forgot that i just won 700 quid like yeah it is crazy isn't it we've said that a few times like you you know you could finish topping the gold and the first thing that you say in the group chat is oh i want a ticket like not (laughs) not not i've just won 600 pound yeah it's absolutely crazy it's all about and that's the whole thing about the product for me is that's why it's has so much potential in the fact that this this kind of new things that are getting added for me is going all in the right direction in terms of that engagement that enjoyment that there's always things to do you know if there's not real matches on you've got the virtual battles you've got the last man standing if you don't want to enter the the multi-match contest you've got the single games if you don't want to enter that you've got the euros you've got this that and the other and it's just that kind of thing this is about games about rewards that you know are going to be street rewards and everyone's going to want to do all of those and it's all that kind of thing that's like just engaging to the product so yeah uh, this has really started getting me you know getting the old juices flowing around and, and you know making you really attracted to the product um final couple of ones before we move on to questions is ongoing ux improvements so through our ongoing continuous improvement process the wish list um We've recently had completed the ongoing improvements to footstock functionality for Q1 and Q2 in 2021. Now the apps and desktop core features are largely complete. And then a product pipeline will look to f- produce a fully communicated product pipeline by mid-February, providing details on footstock plans up to the end of Q2. How have you found the new app, the new desktop? Are you now at the stage where you are pretty happy with its functionality and that you're using it a lot more? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm still, for tournaments, for whatever reason, I still have a bad habit of going on the old one. I'm trying to, like, just completely move across now. But whenever I do use the, um, like, I found just this week, and I don't know how it's been so slow to find, all the all the stats on all the players after the tournament, you can go you know have the desktop view and I it's so good and I didn't even realize it was there until this week um 
but yeah, everything's there. I think they've done a brilliant job actually from where it was when they first released it to now. Um, and I think, yeah, in the next week or two, I'm just going to get rid of that old one and just move myself completely across because it's everything's there now. Yeah, I am, I'm nearly completely across. The only thing that I now want to, to do that completely is where they've got obviously the pitch view to obviously track the things. I think they need to start adding like colours and things to make it a bit more. I know Tom said that already, I think. Yeah, uh, visually, yeah. Yeah, just because I still find tracking tournaments and like looking at people that have got people left is a lot easier on the old than the new. But I think that's... I think that's it. For tournaments, that's it. The one thing I'm just so used to... I don't know, but maybe it is habit as well and just what you're used to. But I find just tracking like the results. Yeah, I almost just want them to get rid of it and then we've got no choice <laughs> it makes the life a bit easier okay as always we have got loads of questions but before we come on to questions it just needs to quickly remind you that footstock herbert now have a patreon so this is offering completely new and extra content to what we already offer as always our original stuff the podcast the blogs the lineup predictors the um 20 star challenge etc are all still completely free and this is for anybody that would like some extra content who either wants to support us and keeps us going because at the end of the day those people that have currently signed up are the ones that are really helping us out to be honest and it, it gives you the motivation to keep going and you know we've got a few we've got a twitter giveaway at the minute we've got a um obviously the cup is going to be a giveaway we've got the actual patreon 30 pound giveaway which will be done this friday on lethal stream so it's still time to get involved and even if you know extra content's not your thing if you just want to help us out throw us a bit of money each month that would be massively appreciated but as always it is completely up to you and i would not think any less of anybody that doesn't apart from hacks okay um on to questions we have got quite a few so from number one uh big man world cup dambi what sort of bankroll management do you use and do you think this helps in your success well yeah um through playing poker i use bankroll management quite a lot and it's quite important because the swings are so big so if you go under a certain amount you drop down in stakes etc go up and down based on yeah on um how much bankroll you have um so yeah i think from that i just naturally have in my head um if i'm not doing so well at something drop down and kind of work out where you're going wrong and then build yourself back up even now even though i think i could afford to say lose for a long time i don't want to do that so uh, let's say for instance silvers at the moment i'm just i'm just not doing that well at them so I'm actually lowering them down instead of just maxing out and going down to two or three entries, like thinking about it while maxing out bronze and golds because they're going really well. And I, I think that's what I do. Dan's got his uh, spreadsheet, actually, contest calculator. And that's really great at seeing where you're good and where you're not doing so good. I think now I've got a big enough-ish sample to get a pretty good indication. Uh, that's the one thing. I think. I think it takes hundreds and hundreds of contests not thousands before you get a true idea of how you're doing so you have to measure that in but yeah it's very important yeah no i'd absolutely agree and everyone that's been on here said the same thing you know you see people pop up on on slack etc saying oh i've run out of money i need to sell this person to enter it's like yeah i mean i certainly always try to make sure that kind of i'm not putting on more than two percent of my bankroll a weekend and then I would have to be very, very bad <laughs> to lose all that. And then if I'm losing all that, it's probably not the platform for me. So that's the way that I see it. Yeah. I know that certainly some people do the same. I'm sure at some point there'll be a come a 
time when you know they'll have 50 pound contests and then it'll be a case of oh do i have the bankroll for this and it'll be a slow one at a time maybe and then if i have a have some success maybe too i think now I, just because being go for a few months and know that i'm winning i can max out but yeah there's everyone's got a limit definitely yeah i'm actually at the stage now where i am struggling to work out my collection to credit ratio because i want to have enough of a collection to a um obviously predicts young players that are going to get better and have a big holding. I want to make sure I've got enough of the premiums to cover my 100k entries and be able to enter them into the, the normal contests. And I also want to have enough of the shit that's likely to go inactive to get me tournament credit. But I'm now at the stage where I'm running out of tournament credit and I'm still holding all those three things in my collection and something somewhere is going to have to give. So really, really, I have exactly the same thing. Like I'm always desperate for contest credit because I, you know, play a lot. So I basically get through almost 3,000 a month playing contests. And that's quite hard to get all that credit. So I, I go through large periods where I just don't have any contest credit. But also, what's the cost? Is it better to have it in your collection and be able, strong enough to then enter those? So I, I, I've kind of got this thing, I want like a month's worth of contest credit at a time yeah. there. Which that's proving to be quite difficult to keep up with but I don't want too much because I think it can be used better elsewhere and it's just getting getting the right balance really um yeah yeah, yeah that's what it, I'm fine like and then I'll, I'll win a contest and I'll win 500 pound and then it's in the cash balance it's like oh I could buy some more sackers for that I could buy some more yeah. like obviously this week for the first time in a very 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 long time probably in the first time in about two months I deposited purely because obviously we had the Harland and the Sancho auctions and I, I didn't have enough and I didn't really want to sell any. I mean, I'm working my way down Sons quite quickly. He's my only excess player these days, apart from Greenwood, who's shot down in price. So I don't particularly want to take the take the loss there. I'm happy he'll go back up. But it was for the first time and I thought, to be able to enter in the future, I'm going to need Harland and Sancho. So I'm going to have to deposit. And I had to deposit £500 and... Um, yeah, that's my one kind of big conundrum at me is that the ratio of collection to credit to whatever else. It's a very, very interesting one. I think if anyone can get on top of that, they're doing a very good job. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of making your collection work as like kind of efficiently as possible. And that's that's hard balance. Yeah, no, that is, that's very fair. Okay, next one is FF Community. What's been the secret to your recent good fortune in contests? <sighs> I think confidence is a huge thing. So... Early on in the month, we had the FA Cup weekend, and that was kind of where the balls kind of got rolling. I think I got five tickets in in, uh, in a day, and then from there it kind of carried on clicking. I kind of thought I stumbled on. I kind of tweaked my daily contests kind of um, tactics a little, and it worked. And so I carried on doing that. I think that's made a big difference. Because before I was doing really well on the long contests and struggling a bit on the dailies, you know. So I've kind of um, tweaked that where I may put in a differential where I wouldn't before or a couple of things. Um, but also, yeah, I think, I think I've been a bit more aggressive this month. So I think when you kind of had some wins behind you, I, I've, I've stopped kind of, um, 
if I, if I have a feeling on something, I go with it rather than just spread it across loads of different scenarios, uh, much more than I was before. And I think that helps. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like you said, obviously, and we've talked to so many times in this podcast about having to, you know, go through the bad periods because, you know, like you said, in the, the FA cup one, you avoided Werner. And if Werner scores that goal, that's a, 35 point swing that you know you wouldn't have been up there and it's one of those sometimes things just fall your way constantly well yeah and other times they don't do they i should have mentioned that just a huge amount of luck as well. <laughs> like and there's been so many things this month where it's gone my way i think i had a lead of like 10 points going into like a gold and just hung on and that's happened so many times so yeah, it could quite easily be quite different. So luck helps a lot. Yeah, no, you, I certainly believe you can make some extra luck there and you're certainly doing very, very well. Um, so the second one is when will it end so the rest of us have a chance again? Hopefully the monster and someone new can win it or me. That would be nice. <laughs> um, okay, Noli, uh, you had an insane run on roulette when you first started and are now flying in contests. How much of your or anyone's success on Footstock is down to luck? He's, he's put show you're working. I think that's probably a bit highbrow, but uh, we'll go with the question. <laughs> um, well, I, I think the amount of time you put into something, you're always going to get better. So I I didn't jump straight into loads of contests. I spent quite a lot of time like working out whether I was even profitable, what, like looking at other teams, what to do. And then uh, only from September really started going for it. And then, as we said already, I, I, I did all right, but... I didn't do really well. I'd say I was kind of above average and then it's improved. So I, I think I probably put a lot more time into it than a lot of other people. Um, but yeah, and you make your own luck. But um, well, in terms of the roulette at the beginning, I got pretty lucky at that. But um, yeah, on the whole, I think I think it's about staying ahead of the curve. So people will be improving as well and there's more time you put into it um you might you might make that edge a little bit bigger than you had so yeah no i would absolutely agree um second one you put together a leaderboard of contest placings whose performance in the new one has surprised you the most one good one bad and you can't pick yourself uh it's quite hard not to notice big tree suddenly up there he's he's turned a corner hasn't he yeah i don't think contest was were his thing really before maybe played a little bit not too much and then he had a I mean, he's had as good a month as me. I don't know because I think he probably only really enters the golds. Yeah, and he's he's in the top five or top ten a couple of times each each contest. It feels like so he might have even done better um, in terms of how many contests he's entered. So I don't know what magic formula he's found, but he's certainly doing very well. Um, I'm not sure about who's not doing well. Um, it's harder to notice them because you just don't see that see their name. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe to the maxi, he used to be up there a lot and isn't up there so much. But I think virtuals are more his. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think who I haven't seen on that list. I don't know. It's always the the same kind of names come up come up to the fore eventually, don't they? So yeah, um, but yeah, no, yeah, Beatrice exactly. certainly had a a big turnaround. Okay, Monkey, what are your thoughts on subs? I'm on the fence myself, but personally know several people on the platform who no longer play tournaments because of subs. I also know quite a few friends who won't sign up until some mechanism is in place. All I've got to say to that is if Monkey's friends are not coming on, that's probably good for us. If not, we are screwed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things. Do like, do I think 
it's going to improve my kind of experience in contests. No, I, I like it how it is. I think there's a huge element of skill in picking teams. Um, but do I think it will be better for the platform in the long run? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that the kind of regulars uh, have now kind of come to accept that as well. So we'll be less upset by the change and it might be better for new users. I, I, I'm still not sure, I'm not convinced, but it's worth a go. If that's kind of the magic bullet that keeps people coming, um, then yeah, sure. And then we are, the user base grows enough that we can have two options. Um, I think it's worth a try. Yeah. I haven't yet seen someone suggest anything that I can fully agree with on how to do it, um, but I'm sure they'll find a way that there's still an element of skill in, in choosing your sub. And then, you know, that's, that's quite good as well. Um, but I, also it, lots of suggestions I've seen are a bit messy just because of the position. Um, you know, you, yeah, you can choose a sub from your star limit, but then it depends on whether what position the person who doesn't play is in um, complicated things like that. And, and it's a bit messy. And I think, a lot of the way Footstock have tried to go is kind of simplifying things and subs won't necessarily do that. So yeah, it's a headache for them, I'm sure. But yeah, do I think we need them? Yes, I'm just just edging on yes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I know that from my personal view, it will make me enjoy it less and I probably think I will play it slightly less. But I think for the big future term growth I think is massively needed just because then they'll find something else to moan about when they're not winning rather than subs which is all we get at the minute it's always subs or people with bigger collections or whatever so yeah I think I think everybody kind of agrees I think Footstock agree I just don't think there's a, a nice solution yet I think if we had a nice easy solution it would be in place by now um, okay, final two before we finish off. I do apologize, it's going to be a slightly shorter one this week as um, my, my work schedule is very busy this week. Um, so I'm sure you can imagine being a teacher at the minute, the, the students are starting to go rather do lally. So, uh, as am I, staring at a computer all day. So, it's going to be slightly shorter this week. But our final two, we've got Lee Giles. What's your favorite biscuit? Oh, that's a very good question. I saw that and I thought, I actually had to look up biscuits earlier just to kind of you know, <laughs> get some inspiration. I spent more time on this one than any other one. It's always um, the way. It's always yeah. the way. Um, so I like the Tunnocks biscuits. Do you know Tunnocks? They're the slight Scottish. In school, you used to get I'm like going to say, how do I spell that? I need to uh, say that. I think right it's, now. oh, I think it's trouble with Scottish people because it's a Scottish. T U N N O C K. There's a caramel wafer, and you used to get it in school, and I, I was a big fan. I don't think I've ever had one of those in my life. And then Tunnocks tea cakes as well. They're really good. Yeah. I, um, I've seen the wafer, but I've seen the wafer biscuit. I've never had yeah. one. Are you telling me it's good? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and then, I, I mean, a dark chocolate digestive that's pretty good yeah you can't you can't be a chocolate digestive or even yeah or a hobnob um and then i like a jaffa cake but is that a biscuit that is a question for another day <laughs> we haven't got the time, time for that today ben uh, very finally from my lovely friend hacks uh, when do you intend to change that shit haircut i've told him before it's not a shit haircut it's a shit hair i can't do anything about it this is what i was born with I, I did shave it all off once and I've got a funny shaped head. 
there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it's also locked down. It's quite difficult. Um, yeah. I find it a bit rich coming from him. Uh, we never see him. He yeah. hides behind. <laughs> exactly. I've done many a podcast with our friend Hacks and he's always, the video is is gone. So I think Hacks, until you reveal yourself, <laughs> not like that, <laughs> until you reveal your face and your haircut, I don't think you can speak to anybody. Okay, Ben, thank you so much for joining me and I'm very sorry that we can't go on for longer. If anybody wants to find you, where are the best places to do so? Uh, I think the easiest place is just on Slack. I'm on there quite a lot. I am on Twitter as well. I think yeah, it's Ben underscore PZ footstock. But yeah, Slack is definitely the best place. Perfect. So I wish you luck in the upcoming Monster. Before we finish, I would like you to give me two players that are your tips for the Monster. Oh, that's good. Um, uh, well, one that maybe um might be a bit of an outside one harvey barnes um like yeah i just i could see that fixture providing a few goals and he's looked on good form but he's not there might step up um i'll try and again think of one a bit different um hmm 